The Jet Topic Podcast Network. Welcome to Sports Cars, a podcast where Chicago sports broadcasting pioneer and a national legal expert get into the legal goings of sports. And now your hosts, Chet Kovic and Lester Munson. Oh, Rush Limbaugh, have you conned the American <laughs> public and then some. How are you doing, everybody? I'm Chad Kopic, along with America's premier sports legal expert, Lester Munson from ESPN. Once again, it's Sports Court, brought to you by delicious Coors Light Beer, the world's most refreshing beer with that great Rocky Mountain taste. You know, Lester, sometimes I look at our media brethren and wonder, what kind of Kool-Aid are they sipping? What kind of cigarettes are they smoking? Here is Rush Limbaugh with a tremendous Vince McMahon playbook publicity stunt, talking about buying into the Los Angeles Rams. And for heaven's sakes, people are taking this seriously. I, I find it hard to believe that any of us have done that. We, you and I both know many people who have fallen for this. When I see them, when I talk to them, you just kind of look at them and you start to laugh. Every politician, every cause guy like Rush Limbaugh, what do they want? They want free publicity on the sport page. They love it. They love it. There's the, the easiest thing in the world is to get a politician to talk about something and put them on ESPN. They love this. Barack Obama was on ESPN 15 times during the campaign. He loved every minute of it. Limbaugh pays attention. He knew what to do. He knows what we fall for, and he got us. You know, Lester, though, maybe we should stand back and take a long look at uh, Jimmy Ursay, the owner of the Indianapolis Colts, whose father, Bob, of course, Led the NFL in one category. Yeah, right. Uh, hangovers. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, uh, Blackouts. And, and bad drunks. Uh, Jimmy is already up on the pedestal saying, I could never vote for Rush Limbaugh. Well, the fact is, as we all hum the United Way fight song, let's think about the very pristine National Football League and all those wonderful club owners who don't think twice. Don't think twice about advising a team doctor about not sending a football player out on Sunday when they know full well he might have a head injury. They know full well, and the, I, they view the players as expendable. I love what you say about the United Way fight song. Owner's attitude toward players is it, that it's a piece of equipment. When he gets hurt, get rid of him. How do they pick the team doctor? Because he's a great doctor? No, they pick the team doctor because the team doctor pays for ads within the stadium. The, the team doctor job goes to the highest bidder for advertising and buying seats in the stadium. You know, my friend, uh, this goes back to the mid-1990s, but I'm sure you recall a book written by the former team physician for uh, Al Davis and the Raiders. I believe the working title was Don't Worry, It's Only a Bruise. And if you read that book and you realize the coercion this guy faced just to get football players on the field, you realize that for all practical purposes, he wasn't a team doctor. He was a glorified lackey. He really was a messenger carrier. He knew that whatever he saw on the hip joint or the shoulder joint or the hands or the neck or most significantly a concussion. His job was to get the player back on the field as fast as possible so that Al Davis would get his money's worth from each and every one of these players. You know, above and beyond uh, what transpires with Limbaugh itself, I guess what I really want to say is this. Limbaugh squawks about joining the National Football League, knowing full well that for myriad reasons, the NFL would never accept Rush Limbaugh. That being said, all of a sudden, people look at the NFL and they think, my gosh, why would this wonderful league, this pristine league that basically thrives on gambling, want Rush Limbaugh? When the fact is, Lester, the NFL, the NFL is just about as dirty as you can possibly get. 
Now, if you are ever going to use the label evil empire in the world of sports, I think the NFL would have to be the target for that label. They do a lot of things that they get away with. They have the finest PR machine, perhaps, in the Mm -hmm. United States. Joe Brown, the vice president in charge of PR, is a genius. Carl Rove and James Carville wish they were as smart as Joe Brown and were able to spin things the way he does. Hey, by the way, my friend, uh, the NFL, the NFL PA, we are still headed toward the so-called uncapped year. How divisive right now is the relationship between the players and the owners? They are talking. The new leader of the Players Association, DeMaurice Smith, is talking with the owners. He's talking with Jeff Pash, the principal lawyer for the owners. They have talks going on, but... There is no doubt that if the players have one uncapped year, they're going to want more uncapped years, just as the late Gene Upshaw said uh, many months ago. This is heading probably for some level of Armageddon in the history of the National Football League. This could be the worst work stoppage that the NFL has ever seen. Worse than uh, 1982, the famous uh, uh, slogan, We Are the Game, brought forth by the players when I believe the... uh, The Jacks were out for 58 days. It's very difficult for players who have a career of only three or four years to go out on strike. But the stakes now are as high as they've ever been. Smith is trying to get the players ready for a strike, maybe for a lockout by the owners. We'll see what's going to happen. There's a big case in the Supreme Court that's going to have an impact on this. This could be it. This could be a major turning point in the relationship between the owners and the players. And by the way, while you enjoy Lester Munson and his legal observations right here, along with yours truly, Chet Kapik, make it a point to pop open a wonderful bottle of Coors Light and enjoy that Rocky Mountain taste, that Rocky Mountain flavor. Believe me, you've earned it, my friend. All right, hey, Lester, I want to change gears for a moment. Uh, Ben Roethlisberger, quarterback, Pittsburgh Steelers. He's got a case that will not go away. You told us last time around that Team Roethlisberger had tried everything in its power to make the assault charge in Reno vanish. Where is this story going? They're now Roethlisberger and his lawyers. He's got several of them. They are very good lawyers. They're led by David Cornwell, who is a terrific sports lawyer. They are now still, again, trying to get this case dismissed. They are accusing this woman of everything. They have 3,000 emails that she sent to a guy she thought was her boyfriend, a soldier in Iraq. It turns out it was a pure fiction. She sent this guy topless photos of herself. She called herself in the emails a sex addict. They have all this stuff. They're piling on Sounds this like woman. Sounds like my kind of gal. <laughs> <laughs> well, her name is Andrea McNulty. They, they are piling on this woman. I don't think he's going to succeed in getting an early dismissal, but they have not given up, and they seem to add to the mountain of evidence they have against her just about every hour of every day. So is this uh, going the way of um, Kobe and Eagle, Colorado? where the girls' credibility became such an issue that the prosecutors who thought they had a uh, a drop-dead knockout with Kobe just had to give up. It may be that it's moving in that direction. The woman clearly has some problems. There's no question about it. She did all of this email on her job email at Harris Resort, exactly where Roethlisberger stayed. So the Harris people dug into her computer, gave 
uh, Roethlisberger and his legal team all these emails, and they are now coming back to haunt her. Uh, to me, this is classic because I have no idea uh, what the guy is doing besides killing time in an orange jumpsuit. The Chicago Bears sued David Hernandez, best known here in the Windy City for his uh, uh, ill-begotten, miserable, disgraceful role with uh, ChicagoSportsWebio.com. The Bears have sued Hernandez, who bought a significant volume of advertising with the Bears to hype Chicago Sports Webio before it was determined that, uh, guess what, the uh, Security and Exchange Commission was after uh, Hernandez. What do the Bears really expect to collect from this guy? It's hard for me to figure out what they're doing. His company is in bankruptcy. He is in jail. Uh, Somehow they had the gall to sue him for $50,000. Here's a guy who had never advertised with the Bears before or anybody else. They believed his promise. Don't worry. I will mail the check to you in a few days. And you think the Bears would be so embarrassed that they were snookered by this guy, that they would just set it aside as a small loss in their billion-dollar business. But the Bears, we know, Chet, are not easily embarrassed. They drafted oh. Cade McNown. They drafted <laughs> Curtis Enos. They drafted Stan Thomas. We could make a list. So they don't care about the embarrassment. They care about the $50,000. You know what this basically is, Lester? This is Virginia McCaskey telling the troops, if my father were still alive, if George Hallis were here, my father would sue David Hernandez. Here is a $1 billion franchise right. and counting with the sweetest lease deal in North America, right. suing a guy in the joint who's broke for fifty grand. Right. I mean, it is It's going to cost you fifty grand in legal fees yeah. to get the case moving. It is. It's just wonderful, and it's just what Papa Bear would have done. You're exactly right. Remember when he sued George Allen oh, yeah. to try to make him coach by injunction? I mean, this is a whole new concept in how to manage a coach. He won the case, and then he said, get out of my life, go to Washington, take over the Redskins. But Hallis would love suing a guy like David Hernandez. Uh, the irrepressible Mark Cuban, Dallas Mavericks, the man who uh, sits by his computer all day long oh. and just goes back and forth with email with people all over the country. Very intriguing figure. A lot of people want to see Mark Cuban wind up as owner of the Chicago Cubs. What's going on right now with uh, Cuban and the big boys? Just as he was trying to finish his application to own the Chicago Cubs, he got caught in an insider trading scandal, a company known as Mama.com, in which he was the single largest shareholder They were going to change the company. They told him about it, and he knew that this inside information, when it became public, would cause the price of the stock to go down. So he did a Martha Stewart. He called up his broker using inside information, sold the stock, and the SEC comes after him. They sued him in a civil case in Dallas, not a criminal case like Martha Stewart. And incredibly, he won the case early. A big surprise to everybody who was watching it. Now, however, that was not enough for Mark Cuban. Now he wants the SEC to pay his legal fees, which are enormous. He had eight very fancy lawyers. And the SEC does not think it's funny at all. They are now appealing the case, and they've come down very hard on him. They've piled on with all sorts of evidence they hadn't used. I think a case that he could have walked away from quietly because he poked a stick back into the SEC now is going to go on. Lester, when you've got eight attorneys, eight high-wire attorneys, they're not billing out at 50 bucks an hour. 
No. Can you begin to ballpark what Cuban may have spent already in legal fees? He, he's into the millions of dollars, Chet. There's no question about it. He, by selling this stock, he saved himself 750000 He has probably spent four times that so far on legal fees trying to prove that the SEC is wrong. He has eight lawyers. They're from across the country. One of them has published seven books on securities trading, on stocks, and how you trade, and how you buy, and how you sell. He's probably the top lawyer in the United States on this stuff. He's got to be billing at $900 an hour. You know, Lester, uh, it's time for my favorite, uh, favorite given chapter of sports court. It's time to pound lumps on Mayor Daly. <laughs> I'm reading the Chicago Sun-Times on Wednesday, page 7. It's about Mercy Hospital. Oh. If I saw one name, I saw 15 names connected to Mayor Richard Daly, who one way or another, all the way down to John, his dysfunctional brother, who's part of the, uh, uh, the Cook County Board, who's got the insurance through Heil & Heil, that right. company he's been with for, my gosh, almost 40 years. Why do we continue to be little lambs in this town and let Mayor Stumpy walk around and just hand out deal after deal to his buddies, his family? Is anybody ever going to stand up in this town and say, you know, with all due respect, Mayor, you suck. Leave office. The, it is amazing what we put up with from this mayor. I have never quite understood it. It seems like what, what motivates people to support him, or at least not to attack him, is they're worried that the next person might be worse. What we mean by that is the next person might be black or brown. So that the establishment in Chicago, particularly business people, LaSalle Street and so on, they want to keep this guy in office no matter what. They will mm-hmm. let him do a favor for his nephew, for the son-in-law, for the brother, for any other Irishman who comes from the 11th <laughs> Ward, as long as it's not too embarrassing. And we put up with it. He does do some great things. There's flower boxes all over the city. But as you point out, there's an awful lot of people getting very rich because of this guy. Hey, by the way, back to the NFL. If the league actually had to produce records as to how many ball players are guilty of assaults on females, once again while they're singing the United Way fight song, <laughs> how embarrassing would it be for Roger Goodell? I think it would be embarrassing. Uh Journalists have tried to go through the rosters and figure out how many people have been charged uh, with various crimes, particularly violent crimes. It's a very difficult thing to do. So many of them are, you don't know where they are. Some woman calls 911. It's in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and nobody picks it up. Um, (laughs) It's very hard to do this. I think that it would be very embarrassing for the National Football League, particularly because of the righteous image that they love to project, that they're all good citizens and they're all singing, as you suggest so wonderfully, the United Way fight song. You know, it's, um, it's interesting to me, Lester, how this, how this league gets away with what it gets away with, how it perpetrates this image of being so pristine. Um, it denounces gambling, yet it recognizes that without gambling, TV ratings would would drop 35%. Uh, it's got, gosh only knows how many ballplayers who have criminal records. Um, I mean, the essence of a National Football League player is Lance Briggs. He totals his Lamborghini on the, uh, <laughs> on the Eden's Expressway, walks away, concocts a story that goes nowhere fast, has to apologize. Meanwhile, he is sired 
out of wedlock, three children over the past 14 months, and this has got to be some kind of a record, so help me Sean Kemp, with three different <laughs> women. <laughs> it is. They will put him in some hall somewhere for his achievements. Yeah, There's he'll, no doubt. He'll, he'll make the Larry Flint Hall of Fame. And and we haven't even talked about the use of various kinds of drugs to bulk up so that you can be an NFL football player. If you look at the teams from 20 years ago, these guys all weigh 45 or 50 pounds more. Mm. In many cases, it's solid muscle. That is not what we call evolution. There, something intervened there. There's some chemistry going on. And whenever we have a steroid case in the NFL, it's about three lines on the sport page. There's never a major scandal, no matter who it is. He is Lester Munson. I'm Chad Kopic. Hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget you can uh, listen again 24-7, seven days a week. We'll be back again in seven days. Meanwhile, kick back right now and enjoy the world's most refreshing beer. Make it a Coors Light day. As a matter of fact, hey, enjoy a couple of Coors Lights. Why? Because you have earned it and then some. So long, everybody.